0: Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for February 18th, 2018. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Russ Dean, co pastor with Amy Jackstein at Park Road Baptist Church. His sermon today is entitled Remembering to Remember.
1: beginning to struggle a little bit with their uh, remembering, you know, beginning to forget some things. They had those senior moments a little frequently, and so they decided they would go see a doctor about their memory. So they visited the doctor and the doctor said, well, a simple thing that some people can do, they find it very helpful just to write down things to remember, you know, little everyday things, just write them down. And so they went home and the wife said, dear, I would like to have a bowl of ice cream. Would you go to the kitchen and get me some ice cream? And uh, she said, and you might wanna write it down. And he said, write it down. My memory's not that bad. I can remember a bowl of ice cream. And she said, well, that's fine. How about put some strawberries or whipped cream on it? You might wanna write it down. And he said, my memory is not that bad. I'll get you a bowl of ice cream with strawberries or whipped cream on it. So he went to the kitchen And in a few minutes, she heard some pots and pans. And it was like the drawer under the stove where she keeps the pots and pans. And she heard the refrigerator open and the the sink turned on. And he spent, you know, several minutes up there. And in a few minutes, he came back and he had a plate and, and he had bacon and eggs on the plate. And she said, where's the toast that I asked you to bring me? Now, please understand, this morning, I am not making fun of being old and forgetful. I can never remember what I had for breakfast. And if it weren't for the notes feature on my cell phone, I would never get from this office to Harris Teeter right across the street and then to my house six miles down the road with that very long list of both things that Amy has asked me to pick up, you know, 15 minutes before I left the office. I did about 30 minutes worth of Google research about our brains and memory. And if I could remember all that I read there, I would tell you, and it would blow your mind too. It's unbelievable to think about all we can remember and how our brains remember. How do our brains remember all that stuff? And you don't even know what you know. You don't even remember. You don't even know what got put back in there. And one day, all of a sudden, you go, oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about this in 30 years. Young people, one day you'll say that. I hadn't thought about this in 30 years, but I remember. How, do your, how does your brain do that? It's not discrete bits of data like the information stored in a computer that we remember. Our memories are much more complex When you think about what you had for breakfast this morning, you don't just remember that it was bacon and eggs and toast, you can remember the smell of the eggs, you can remember the saltiness of the bacon. You can remember that it was sunny or rainy outside when you were eating it. And you can remember that those clouds in the air somehow made you feel even more hungry. You can remember a feeling. You can remember what you were wearing when you were eating it. And you can remember the noise in the room, the radio or the TV. You can remember the siren that went by as you were finishing that last bite. And you can replay the what you had for breakfast tape for dozens of meals, the menu and the mood, over dozens of years. Incredible. How do you remember all of that stuff? Cognitive psychologists study our brain's ability to remember, and they have learned a tremendous amount, especially since 1957, when a patient named Henry Molason had a bilateral medial temporal lobectomy. That is, the doctors removed part of Henry's brain to try to cure a seizure disorder. Now, I'm not sure what the surgery did for Henry's seizures, but having part of his brain excised radically and strangely affected his ability to remember leading to an entirely new field of brain study. Henry could no longer learn and remember facts and data. He just couldn't remember. But he could learn a routine, a process, and later he could repeat that. Now, I won't bore you this morning with all 30 minutes worth of my new expertise in brain processing. But I will say that when I remember the words of the psalmist, words that I memorized sometime way back in my youth. I praise God for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, I have learned again that no truer words have ever been spoken. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I will tell you that I learned that memories are formed as electrical patterns traveling down individual neurons, and they ignite chemical reactions across the microscopic gaps between neurons. Those gaps are called synapses. These chemical reactions connect one firing neuron to another, and an event, experienced or a fact learned, generates a pattern of those reactions across a particular region of the brain. Emotional responses are stored in one place, motor memories in another place, facts and events stored in another place in the brain. As a unique pattern is repeated, you know, across synapses one, two, and three, or one, three, and five, or two, six, eight, you know, that's grossly under, uh, simple, oversimplified, but as a unique pattern is repeated, then we remember. Replicating an event strengthens the pattern. Practicing a skill or repeating the multiplication table, for example, over and over actually causes the affected synapses to grow closer together, to strengthen that memory. Some researchers believe that the brain cannot actually distinguish between the real experience of an event and simply recalling that event in your mind. Actually doing something and then remembering what you actually did in the brain is the same thing. But scientists are sure that causing that sequence of synapses to light up reinforces the strength of that sequence as a memory. Some of those formative childhood memories stay with us even when our brains lose other cognitive function because we have remembered them so many times. Fired means wired permanently into our brains. And with 100 million neurons in our brains, different groupings of which fire in different orders to form each single memory, our brains are more powerful than any computer, able to store and recall almost unlimited quantities and qualities of memories. Amazing. Your memories, which can be almost overwhelmingly emotional, psychic, visceral, memories are formed by electrical ions and chemical elements traveling in patterns through the brain. In other words, memories are metaphysical, they are so much more than physical, maybe we can even say memories are spiritual, yet the mechanics involved, electrical impulses and chemical reactions are elemental. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. What I'm trying to say is the physical and the metaphysical, the temporal and the eternal, the material and the spiritual are connected. And not only are they connected, they are integral to one another. The sacred is, medi- is, is mediated by the mundane. Jesus said, when you drink this cup, do it. To remember me. When we remember to commune in a particular way, that action helps us to remember Jesus. And all that we know about Jesus in that one simple act. Amazing. If you will humor your inner skeptic just a bit, and allow the literal plot line of today's fascinating story from Genesis to speak a deeper truth to your soul, you can learn something of the power of memory, even from God, who apparently had trouble remembering. The story says simply that God knew the importance of remembering, but God also needed a little help remembering. When we need help, there's some simple tricks that we can follow. There are those mnemonic devices, the lines of the treble clef on the musical staff that I learned when I was taking piano in the first grade, E, G, B, D, F, I memorized, every good boy does fine. Sorry, girls. The colors of the rainbow spectrum, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, is Mr. Roy G. Biv. Did you learn about Roy G. Biv in school? That rule of thumb for spelling is I before E except after C and when sounding like A as in neighbor and way, I'm told that rule doesn't hold more times than it does. It it, is false more times than it's true, but it's a handy dandy little little line to, to learn. Sometimes our help takes a more physical form We can tie a ribbon around our finger to remember something. All of my life, I have watched my father cross the fingers of one of his hands, or if he had two things to remember, he would cross fingers on both hands. When he had something he wanted to say or something short-term he had to remember, I've often seen my dad walk in the back door of our house like this. He was going to write something down. He was going to make a phone call. He knew he had to do it, and as long as he kept his fingers crossed, It connected with that short term thing in his brain and he could remember if he crossed his fingers. That worked for my father, but where would I be without that all important app that is built into my iPhone? All that is missing for me is the two by four attachment, which synchronizes with the app and literally explodes out of the phone, whacking me in the head for those times that I can't even remember to check my reminders. Apparently, God also needed a physical reminder. So that amazing rainbow app was born, connecting God and God's people across a horizon of difference. When the bow is in the clouds, God says, I will see it, and the bow will cause me to remember the everlasting covenant that I am making with you God needed some help to remember. Even God needs a helpful reminder of the things that are most important. How do you remember the things that are most important? And how do you remember to remember that some things are more important than others? God created a rainbow. Jesus said, remember communion, because bread and wine, the simplest of food elements, become a great way to remember me. Baptism, we read about this morning, baptism is not some kind of magic ticket into heaven. It's just a reminder but it is a powerful whole-bodied reminder. At the oddest moments, something will cause the synapses in one area of my brain to fire, and again, I am right there. And I can feel the warm water, and I can hear my Father's voice before he baptized me. In obedience to the divine command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I baptize you, my Son. Now I remember. Rituals are just codified physical reminders of deeply spiritual mysteries. The liturgical calendar just ritualizes the rhythm of a year. Advent reminds us that Christ comes to those who have been prepared to be amazed. Liturgical Christmas reminds us that the coming of the Christ is not a day, but a season. Twelve days should be long enough to remind us that it's not about packages and tinsel, but a pattern of living, life as giving. Epiphany echoes the darkness of the physical year as we move from the winter solstice into the season of spring. It calls us to look for signs of life and light growing longer and stronger in our hearts as the days lengthen. And Lent invites us to slow down our busy lives for just long enough to catch our breaths, for just long enough to remember. It's like our moment of confession every Sunday morning. Lent is like that moment expanded into 40 days of quiet, sober reflection. Now let me remind you as I try to periodically remind you that confession is not about self-abuse. It is not about sitting there and making yourself feel miserable about how bad you are. Confession is just honesty. Remember to remember. And when you get it right, celebrate, give thanks, be inspired to get it right even more. And when you get it wrong, remember. You are loved, you are forgiven. And remember to be at peace by making it right with those you have wronged. Remember. The Polish American classical pianist named Arthur Rubinstein said one time When I skip practice one day, I know it. And when I skip practice two days, the critics know it. But if I skip practice for three days, everybody knows it. Faith is the practice of life, the practice of life in all its dimensions physical and emotional and spiritual, and religion just helps us remember that what makes our days meaningful is not physical, but metaphysical, not material, but spiritual. The ritual of worship and liturgy just connects the two. So I hope this season of Lent will help you to remember, to remember. May it be so.